Welcome to Al Bernstein Unplugged Unboxing. In a 40-year Hall of Fame career, Al has chronicled some of the greatest moments in boxing history. On this podcast, you get to hear him expand on those memories and talk about the current news in the sport of boxing. You also hear Al interview some of the biggest names in the sport. Here's Al Bernstein Unplugged. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. So glad you joined us. We have uh, a very nice guest on this episode, Josh Taylor, who has uh, two of the belts at the 140-pound limit in boxing, who is going to have a terrific fight on May 22nd in Las Vegas, uh, a fight you can see on ESPN, uh, against Jose Ramirez, who also has a title belt uh, at that weight class. And that, that is a, a superb fight that has been months and months and months in the making. They finally were able to, uh, you know, nail down a date, and now it's coming up very soon, uh, May 22nd, and it should be a, a terrific matchup. And we're going to ch- get a chance to, chalk, uh, to chat with Josh Taylor, the uh, Scottish uh, fellow who is, a, as I said, a world champion at age 30, has a big upside in the sport of boxing, but this is a major challenge that he's facing on May 22nd. Well, there's going to be a lot of major challenges coming up for boxers uh, in the coming months, and it's going to be my pleasure to be involved in announcing uh, matches of that ilk. Uh, You know, I've been at this for 40 years as a broadcaster, and I've had stretches uh, uh, where I've done, you know, a lot of good fights uh, right in a row. Uh, and it ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's better than others, but I'm now kind of given a gift uh, during this year with the schedule that Showtime Championship Boxing has announced uh, from really this weekend uh, when uh, we start this list of fights all the way through September 11th. A, A slew of matches and cards that should be really terrific. And it has me very fired up to do this. And it's one of the stretches, I think, uh, that is among the best I've had in all the years of announcing boxing. Let's take a look at some of these fights that are coming up. This weekend, I'll be in California when Luis Neri uh, takes on Brandon Figueroa. That is one of the, the matches in this whole list that I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, Neri with a... Uh, uh, a championship at 122 pounds and Figueroa with a secondary title at that weight. It's just a, a terrific matchup of two big punchers and offensive minded fighters. Future Hall of Famer Nonito Donaire taking on a very tough man on May 29th in Nordine Ubali, who is a, a superb champion. Jamal Charlo back in action on June 19th uh, as he seeks major fights uh, in the middleweight division. He'll be defending his world title. And then on a pay-per-view card, uh, Gervonta Davis stepping up in weight to take on Mario Barrios, uh, who's a very talented fighter uh, at 140. And a fight on that card that I think is going to be fantastic at 154, Erickson Lubin uh, taking on Jason Rosario, Uh, Two men who Rosario was a world champion uh, and uh, now trying to climb back after a loss to Jermel Charlo. uh, And uh, I think that one's going to be a slugfest. Very, very talented super featherweight uh, Chris Colbert 
taking on the always dangerous veteran Uriarchus Gamboa, who's had titles at several weight classes. And then a fight that I am so looking forward to on July 17th, uh, Jermel Charlo, who has proven himself now to be one of the very best fighters pound for pound in the sport in a title unification match with Brian Castaño. And Castaño is a aggressive, all-action fighter. And if Castaño can get past the early rounds in that fight and bring it into the middle or later rounds, you're going to see a war um, in that battle. And John Ruel Casimero has been in a number of uh, firefights where he is just a power puncher with tremendous offense, and he'll take on former champion Guillermo Rigondeau, who is now a whole different fighter. Forget the former defensive-minded Guillermo Rigondeau that you were used to seeing in fights that sometimes didn't fire your imagination. He now is right in front of everybody battling it out, and Casemiro will love that for sure. David Benavides, who I think is a man that we'd love to see in against uh, somebody like uh, Canelo Alvarez um, for a world title, uh, is going to take on Jose Uzcatagi for uh, a, a WBC super middleweight title eliminator. That, a winner of that is supposed to fight for the WBC super middleweight title, uh, and that should be an interesting battle. Uzcatagi, a power puncher who's had an up-and-down rocky time in, uh, in his last several fights but still has tremendous power. And then finally... Uh, the end of this whole run of fights it kind of ends up where it began because the winner of the Lewis Neary um, Brandon Figueroa fight <clears throat> will battle Stephen Fulton Jr., who is uh, the WBO champion in the 122 pound division. It is a division that is loaded with talent, and that fight has the makings of a real, real battle. So as you can see, that is uh, going to be an exciting schedule of uh, boxing. I'm looking forward to it, and um, I hope you'll all enjoy it uh, as we move forward with this, uh, uh, with this summer and uh, fall and spring as well on uh, Showtime Championship Boxing. Of course, there are many other platforms uh, that have great boxing as well. And as an example of that, uh, the May 22nd uh, fight uh, that will be between Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. Uh, that's going to be on ESPN. That's a top-ranked fight. Uh, a very, very highly anticipated matchup between two champions who uh, uh, I think are right at the prime uh, of their boxing careers. Now, Josh Taylor, uh, the 30-year-old Scotsman who uh, has uh, two of the 140-pound belts, a delightful guy, as well as uh, a very, very talented boxer. Uh, and I got a chance to chat with Josh about his career and this upcoming fight. Let's take a look. Josh, uh, it's a delight to get a chance to chat with you in advance of your fight with Jose uh, Ramirez. Uh, the last time I got to interact with you was uh, several years ago when I was privileged to come over and uh, announce your fight with Victor Postal in Glasgow. Yeah, that was the last time I've seen you. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good, to, good to see you again, Al. All, all through it be FaceTime, but, yeah, it's good to see you. Hope you're well. Hope you're keeping well. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. That was a wonderful experience. I, You know, that was my only time ever coming to Scotland, believe it or not. And I... 
I've always wanted to go. I didn't get a chance to to do as much there as I would have liked. So I might be knocking on your doorstep sometime and to say hello. I'll come back and visit as a tourist. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to come up anything you want. Now, in the meantime, you are over here in the United States for your very first fight in the U.S. And uh, how how does that feel? I know you've wanted to fight over here, and uh, now the opportunity has arisen. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm over the moon. You know, I've landed the, the biggest fight I can ever imagine, you know, in, uh, in boxing, you know, for the, all the four belts, you know, the Ring Magazine, the IBF, WA, WBO, and WBC, you know, it's a, it's a massive, massive uh, fight, you know, it's a, it's a jackpot of boxing, it's the, it's the height of boxing, so... Yeah, I'm over the moon. I've got this uh, this opportunity, and you know, I'm, I'm glad that you know I've, I've managed to uh, get a fight in Vegas. It's uh, at the Mecca of boxing, which is which I'm, I'm ecstatic about. You know, so yeah, I'm, I've boxed in America three times as a professional already, um, but obviously this is the first time uh, uh, headlining. So what a fight to do it! So yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're even opening up uh the, you're the first boxing event at the Virgin Casinos, which is kind of interesting, huh? Yeah, it's good. It's a uh, it's a different arena to what we usually, but um, you know, it's a uh, it's one with about eleven crowds in and that as well. So yeah, that's that's good as well. I'm, I'm happy that there's crowds there in, in this fight as well. Yeah, you'll have some fans there. I know that. I, I saw you in a couple other interviews saying how hope hopeful you were that fans would get to show up. Um, which this is a big plus, isn't it? Yeah, it's a massive plus, you know. It's um, a fight of this magnitude, you know. You um, you dedicate your whole life um, to for this kind of moment, you know. And you you, you dream so many uh, dreams at night when you're when you're thinking about these fights, you know, and these events. Uh, um, wishing that you'd be in this this spot and this opportunity in front of thousands of fans and a big massive fight and all that, you know. And uh, for for it to have been sort of a potential where no fans would have been able to come, and no, I've not even, I'm not even got allowed. I'm not allowed to uh, have traveling fans now either, which is, which is a bit of a, a kick in the, the teeth, you know. It's um, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a dampener on the whole situation, you know. It's a, a dream fight, but um, you know, it's been tarnished by this whole pandemic thing, you know, and uh, no crowds and stuff, and no traveling support, but um. That's all good. We're all good. Uh, I believe I'm going to win this fight and we'll be back in America to do it again at some point with my traveling support again. All my friends yeah. and family come over with me. Yeah, you have a lot of fans in America who uh, the world has become a much smaller place now uh, because of the media. So people are aware of fighters from the that's what's changed the most in all the years I've been doing boxing now. People in America, you know, are are more well, are well versed now on fighters in Europe and in the UK and uh, your part of the world. Um, ben Davidson now has been training you for several fights, and you two have had some time with each other. Uh, what what has that collaboration been like for you? And are you uh, comfortable with uh, now completely comfortable with each other? And how's that working out? Oh yeah, it's been awesome, um, and I think it's actually this whole pandemic because uh, you know it's actually worked out in our favor. You know, it's gave us a little bit more time to get to know each other on a personal level. You know, we spent a lot of time together. You know, not just as a boxer and a uh, coach. You know, we spent a lot of time together personally with each other. You know, one on one time getting to know each other's minds and how we each other tick, and you know, we know each other very well, and it's, it's turned into a really good friendship as well as a. a 
a working relationship as well. You know, it's uh, it's been great. You know, and this obviously I was to box last year and it got put back and then put back again. So um, it's given us more time to to gel together and get to know each other better. And you know the the partnership is just it's working brilliantly. You know, it's, uh, I couldn't be any happier where where I'm at at the minute. You know, I'm uh, I'm really happy with the way things is going and the way we're training and the way we work together. You know, I've never been so happy as a fighter. That's great. Uh, and so the pandemic worked it, for all the negatives. It, it provided at least one plus. You, now, Jose Ramirez, uh, a excellent fighter, a champion. Uh, you know, this is a title unification match, and as you point out, which is, makes it even more exciting. Now, the interesting thing is you guys have a, a, a common opponent in Victor Postal who fought very well in both fights. He fought well against you and gave you a good battle uh, and did even, was in, even, in an even closer fight in his loss with Jose Ramirez. Some people felt like his, Ramirez's performance against Postal was a little bit uh, subpar for him. Uh, yeah, but, but listen, everybody's, everybody's discred going on about uh, Jose Ramirez's performance. What about uh, Victor Postal's performance? Right. Victor, Postal Victor did a good Postal, job, didn't he? Victor Postal's performance was outstanding. You know, he was great. And I thought uh, Ramirez was very fortunate to come away with that decision. I watched it back a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I actually could have gave Victor Postal the win. You know, when I first watched it the day after the fight, I watched it just the once and uh, I scored the fight a draw. But then I watched yeah. it a couple of weeks back and, you know, I actually, actually nicked it towards uh, Postal. Um, so I thought Postal had a very good performance. Um, did did uh, Ramirez perform below par? Maybe, possibly, I don't know. But all I know is that he was very fortunate to come away with that decision. That's a really interesting point you made, and it, it speaks to you preparing for Ramirez, because by giving Postel credit for how well he fought in that fight, which he did, uh, as he did against you, he, you and he put on a terrific fight in, in Scotland, um, and it kind of diminishes this idea that you're looking at a Ramirez that in any way, uh, you know, is diminished from where he was. What what do you expect from Jose Ramirez on uh, fight night? I'm training for the best possible version of Jose Ramirez ever. You know, um, you better believe that. I'm training for a hard fight. You know, he's a he's a good champion. He's a good fighter, um, and he brings the heat. He brings up pressure and the heat, and brings up the fire. You know, so I'm expecting uh, the best version of Jose Ramirez. And uh, you know, we're training for a full tough 12 rounds and I'm, I'm, I'm in tremendous shape. I'm in tremendous condition. So um, I just, I just believe this is my time to shine. I don't believe um, that I'm, that Ramirez is going to bring anything that uh, I've not seen before. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of times that you, the way you put it, which was interesting was that you feel in every department, you're a little better than him. I, explain that a little bit more. I just think I'm a little bit better than him in every, de every department. You know, I just think uh, I, I can fight better than him. I can box better than him. I can move better than him. I've got a better boxing IQ. Um, I just, I've got a better boxing brain than him. You know, I just think, I just think I'm better than him than every department. But obviously that talk is cheap. We'll have to prove that on uh, May 22nd. But I really do believe this is my time to shine. And, you know, I, I just, I just believe this is my time. You know, I'm, I'm so confident. I'm, I'm really supremely confident in coming into this fight you um uh 
if you should come out of this fight with a, a win, which is certainly quite possible, and you're confident that you will, um, is this a fight that will kind of stamp you? You're, you know, you're 30 years of, of age. You're already know, well known in the sport of boxing, and you're a champion. But is this a fight that's going to push you to another level if you get a win here? This is a massive fight for me, for for both myself and Ramirez. You know, um, it's a chance to make um, massive history for myself. You know, um, become the first Scotsman to become unified, uh, undisputed world champion since yeah. my fellow countryman Ken Buchanan, the first person from over the over the pond to to be the four belt um, undisputed world champion. You know, and that really for me is a massive motivator. It's a huge piece of history to be made. And it really cements my name in the history books um, as one of the sporting greats. You know, there's only been six fighters in the four belt era history that that, that have achieved this. So, um, yeah. massive, massive uh, uh, motivation of motivation for me to to win this fight and really leave my name in the history and cement my name in the history books. You know, and leave a great legacy. Very nice reference to Kenny Buchanan, who is a terrific fighter who doesn't always get. Uh, he is just due. He was a fantastic fighter. He's known only for that loss to Duran, uh, but he was he was fantastic, and uh, that was nice you gave him credit. Um, you uh, now you can still make 140 just fine. Uh, it appears from what you've said. Uh, is this is there still a lot for you to do if you should you know come out victorious and get a big win? Uh, and and of course, who knows if it's a great fight? You never know. There could be a rematch, but. Uh, what, what is there a lot still for you to do at 140, or are you tempted in any way to go up and wait? Well, I'm not. I'm not in a hurry. We'll just uh, we'll just see what comes my way. You know, um, obviously, I'm not thinking anywhere past the, the 22nd. You know, I'm, I'm fully focused on the 22nd. But yeah. um, ultimately, if I, if I win this fight at 140, have I got anything left to do at 140? I've proved I'm the best. You know, I've won all the belts. Um, I've beat I've beat all the world class opponents in my last five fights, you know. So what else have I got to prove? I've, I've already proved I'm number one. So it'd be a, a chance of maybe maybe going up and chasing a second weight world title or whatever, you know. It's uh, there's some big fights up at one four seven. There's still big fights at one forty. So we'll just see we'll just see what comes my way, you know. And then we'll just see what whatever I feel like doing. Really, we'll take it take it as it comes. Take it as it comes. One of the things that I would think, no matter what, you would want to do is bring another big fight back to Scotland. Uh, is that something you've thought about? And uh, I know you've even talked about where you'd like that fight to be at, but uh, that's probably something that's on your mind too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love a fight at uh, the historic Edinburgh Castle. That's great. Uh, no, I'd, I'd love a fight there, a big world title fight there. Take a, take a big fight back to my home city. You know, I've not fought in my home city for a for a long time. Um, so it would be it'd be great to um, box at the Edinburgh Castle in the middle of summer, and, or at my beloved football team, uh, uh, Edinburgh Hibernian Football Club. You know, so it would be it'd be great to box at one of these venues um, after this fight, um, providing it all goes my way. And you know, it would, it would be awesome. That's one that's on the bucket list as well. Is to is to bring a big fight back to Scotland as well. Yeah, that would be great. The atmosphere was wonderful over there uh, and, and is when you fight and the, you get great fan support. Uh, so that would be an exciting event, I think, to beam to the rest of the world. You, um, you in a, a couple of interviews, you, 
you know, you're 30 years old now. You suggested that you don't want to be fighting when you're 36 or 37. Um, and you kind of alluded to the fact that you think three or four more fights uh, would be good for you if you can make big fights. Is that kind of still where your brain is at? And then at that time, you'll be ready to think about uh, retiring? I don't know. You know, my, the, desire in my, the desire in my belly right now is on, is, is on fire. It's a furnace, you know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hungry for more. I know for a fact that when I win this fight, I'm going to be hungry for more and do more and achieve more. Um, will I will I ever get the urge not to fight? I don't think so. It'll never leave me. It'll never leave me, you know. Um, but, you know, the uh, uh, at the same time, do you want to be boxing when you're 40 years old? No, you know, yeah. you, you want to be just time to, it's time to uh, enjoy life and, you know, invest your money well and enjoy life and start a family and, and enjoy the, the other things in life. You know, I've, I've dedicated my whole life to this sport. Um, certainly since I was about 14, 15 years old, you know, my whole life to to this sport, my whole adult life has, has been to boxing, you know, and I've missed out on a whole lot of things and a whole lot of uh, other things in life, you know. So it's, if, if all goes my way, um, another five, six, seven fights, maybe tops, you know, and then, and then leave it, leave the sport with all my airs and graces and faculties about me, and uh, you know, live the rest of my life as a champion, you know, and and uh, and, and and go and, and start my life as uh, start a family and you know settle down a little bit more, get married to my fiance and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you guys and, just uh, got engaged, right? Things that you know, things that I've, I've not been able to do um, as a as an active fighter, a young hungry fighter. Um, I've, I've I've gave everything to the sport to get to where I am today, you know. So, do I want to be boxing when I'm 40 years old? Now you deserve a little happiness, and congratulations on your engagement. Um, yeah, that that is that is great. Um, what do you think that uh, in closing here? Do you see yourself winning by a knockout against Ramirez? Uh, how do you see that it going? I certainly see. I certainly can knock him out. You know, I've seen a lot of things in his game that you know I think I'll exploit on fight night. Um, and I, I do think I'm going to knock him out. I really do think I'm going to knock him out. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, we just need to see the way the fight unfolds and the way the fight goes. But I really do believe I can knock him out, and I do believe I will knock him out. Well, everybody in boxing is looking forward to this fight. It's one of the most anticipated uh, that, you know, in the sport. And everybody's excited to see the two of you fight. He's a terrific fighter. You're a terrific fighter. And um, it's making for a great event for the fans. And um, uh, I'm sure you're excited to finally get this thing happening. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, I can't wait, you know, um, to to come out on fight night to fans and, uh, you know, I, I probably imagine it would be a more uh, a Mexican sort of fan base, yeah. but, you know, they might be booing me in, but they're going to cheer me out. And, uh, you know, I can't, I can't wait to go in there and, and lift all them belts and, and uh, really leave my name in the history books. It's, uh, it's going to be a great fight for sure. You know, um, the, sure. Two of, the two of us are great champions, great fighters, and uh, it's got the makings to be a great fight. So, I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I'm pretty sure he is as well. And yeah, it's going to it's going to be a great fight. But um, it's it's my time to shine, and I'm going to yeah. be a champion. So I'll be That's talking. Next time I speak to you, I'll be talking to you as undisputed champion.
There you go. Well, good luck to you. And I know all the fans, uh, even if they're rooting for some of them are rooting for Ramirez, will appreciate your work because you are greatly respected in the sport of boxing uh, by fans on both sides of the pond. That's for sure. Well, great to visit with you, Josh. Yeah, Andy, it was good talking to you, Al. Nice to see you again. And I hope to see you again soon. All right. Take care. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed uh, my chat with Josh Taylor again, May 22nd, his fight with Jose Ramirez uh, to unify the 140-pound titles. Uh, it should be a terrific matchup. Uh, you can catch it on ESPN, uh, and it'll be at the brand-new Virgin Hotel opening up uh, that has opened up here in Las Vegas. Well, our thanks to Josh for uh, joining us for the interview. Uh, my thanks to uh, all of you for watching. Uh, without you, we wouldn't have a show. And my thanks to the Let's Do Something production folks for making this show possible. We'll see you next time. <laughs>